everybody. Welcome to Street Fight Radio. It's Wednesday night. Time for a street fight. And we're here to hang with all y'all. See what's up. How things are going for you. Uh, what, what the world is like in your neck of the woods. Uh, you can watch us on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. Street Fight WCRS is the username on all of those. Except for Twitch, where it's Street Fight Radio. Um, there's always a lot of people in the chat. I love to, to see the, the feedback and whatever one of all y'all has to say. So thanks for being here. I'm pretty chillaxed today. I'm feeling all right. Uh, we have a lot of stuff working uh, that I'm working on. We have the TV show for Means TV that's going to be filming here soon. Scrambling to get all that stuff together. Um, also trying to get a streaming setup that makes sense so I can start bringing more more content online when I'm awake from midnight till five in the morning you know something for me to do um, but you know also very appreciative that we're able to keep doing this thing over throughout all this and the call-in show is amazing and everybody we hear from really does you know help keep uh history of what's going on for regular people so thank you to all y'all that listen to it and, and make up this community of people and uh, are ready to spread this mess across the US because we are with you, right there with you if you want more of what we do head over to patreon.com slash Radio. we're wrapping up the small business tyrants zine uh, this, this week so that's going to be coming later in the month and that'll be mailed to you and then we've got What's that? There you go. And then we've got uh, coming up, we've got a parenting zine, we've got a war zine, we've got a metal zine. So all of that is on the way from Street Fight Radio Incorporated. Head over to patreon.com slash streetfightradio to support what we do and get access to bonus video. Um, Friday, we're going to have... Uh, Brian and I watching uh, Sold Our Soul for Rock and Roll. It's all about OzFest 99. It's like the the decline of Western civilization, the, the fourth installment of it. Fucking awesome. Good show. Good yes. movie. I enjoyed that one. It was a lot of fun. <sighs> More metal. Just It was like a very metal time in our history. And uh, we know that 2020 is the year that metal makes its comeback. So... Yeah, being everybody's more hardcore. I think this is everything is stepped up. Everything has become a grave situation. So the world is is more metal. My my favorite bands right now are uh, Death and Megadeth. Yeah, yeah. I'm listening to Garth Brooks all the time now because like like a psycho found out that he actually gave his he has streaming rights on Amazon Music, which makes me an insane person because I'm using the Amazon Music app. On my phone instead of Spotify, because that's the only place Garth Brooks is at. Okay. So I just feel like an absolute madman. You're like scared someone's going to see you pull up your music app and that you're using Amazon Music? Well, yeah, it's weird. It's like, I don't know, I was going to say it's like an Android phone, but I don't want to turn off that part of the audience. It's like a green text bubble. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They outnumber us, though. The, the well, yeah, but, you know, you know how it is. Sure. There's always less cool people, you know what I'm saying? That's true. <laughs> you can't be over 50%. <laughs> that was, I don't really feel that way. Don't get mad at me. Right. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I just, 
I don't know. That guy had some jams, dude. I think he was popular. I heard he was very popular. You what's odd about him? You want to hear what I find odd about him? Okay, so like back in this time of music, there is a famous corn song that parodies this called Y'all Want a Single, right? Okay. The song had to be a certain length, had to get to the hook at a certain amount of time. And had to have it repeat a certain amount of time. You know what I mean? Like they, they had a gotten for, it, a formula for pop music. Yeah, and they had they, gotten it down to a science. They have it now too with Spotify. Like how long do you have, does it have to stream uh, before you get paid a nickel or like a, a shaving of a penny? For, yeah, for the play. So Garth Brooks' song, some of them are like really short. Like the song uh, "The Thunder Rolls," which, by the way, I learned there is some extended lore to that song that I have not heard yet. I'm gonna have to. That's going to be something I got to go get into myself and find. This is like, you know, the extended universe of the Thunder Rolls. There is a fourth verse. The fourth verse. There is a secret fourth verse where the woman pulls a gun on the man. Because I feel like that song ends and you're like, so she caught him cheating. Like, what's next? Did they get a divorce? Like, what what happened? I think more songs need sequels. I agree. You know, this Unforgiven trilogy has really blown me away. You know, you don't think about it very often, but it's like, what happened to the guy from Unforgiven? Well, he ended up on a boat. Yeah. He did. <laughs> and, and I don't know what happened in between there, but by the Unforgiven 3, he was on a boat. So we know... Probably an Alaskan crab fisher. That's my guess, is what the Unforgiven got. I bet, yeah. That show was very popular <laughs> at the time yeah. when Unforgiven 3 came out. Yeah. And are, like, uh, I, the other, uh, also, uh, one of my one of the best Megadeth songs, Hangar 18. Yeah. It's all it's the one that's on Rest in Peace. He's like, the one shows Vic Rattlehead with the aliens and shit. It's all about yeah. Area 51. Okay. There was a sequel to that one in 2001 <laughs> called Return to Hangar. But that's which good. is has the same song structure and they borrow like the same little riffs and it's all about like um you know the government still fucked up and hiding <laughs> aliens from us man ain't nothing changed what happened <laughs> they're just like a fucking breaking news update almost in a song where it was like uh y'all thought this alien shit was over but it's it's still going on return so, to the hangar baby so the first in the first song he goes military intelligence two words that just don't make much sense and then in the sequel he says military intelligence still two words that don't make much sense <laughs> <laughs> shit ain't changed rocks man it's the best at least you know where he stands on yeah. military intelligence yeah doesn't believe it exists god damn yeah 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 like i i after unforgiven after the unforgiven three thing i really do like when i listen to a song i'm like i want to hear an end of this goddamn story if you're doing a story song let's hear a goddamn end of this yeah you know and then the thunder rolls is just it ends like with nothing but also since they had to cut a verse the song i think came in under the amount of time that it's supposed to play yeah so like there is like a minute of thunderstorm noises at the end of that song. <laughs> I just noticed it. And then I was like, listening to this other one called The Dance, which is, this song is beautiful. And I think about it all the time. Okay. And this is like, Garth Brooks really wrote, he wrote my uh, Return to Hanger 18 when he wrote The Dance, which is about a guy. He's dancing. He, he's broken hearted. You know, his woman left. Sure. 
But he's like, remember that time we danced? I wouldn't, I wouldn't give up all this pain for wow. that time that we danced. Wow. And I'm like, dog, I know the feeling, Just man. To you gotta that, live that life, you know? Just the memory of that dance. Just the ebb and flow. Life is like an ebb and flow. And Garth Brooks really, like, hit it when he did the dance. Where he's just like, uh, I could have spared the pain, but I'd have had to miss the dance. Where right. I'm like, all right, Garth. That's going to get me through quarantine. I'm going to okay. tell you the truth. <laughs> that sentiment That's it. is going to get me through g- quarantine. Well, I'm going to needlepoint that for you on something so you can hang it on the wall. Somebody just play that song whenever I get depressed. So, <laughs> I've been uh, I've been playing this game Fire Emblem Three Houses. And it's really fun because you're a teacher and you have students and then you go battle with them. <laughs> And you become really in, you become really involved in their lives. And they be like, they will start off like weaklings that you're like, this kid is so fucking annoying. And then you train them and teach them into be like a knight. And then all of a sudden they're on the battlefield, like shooting fireballs and riding Pegasus and shit. Um, but you have to like, you have to go and like cook food for them and like invite them to tea parties and shit. You are literally managing a crew of like 17 year old killers, basically. Yeah. It's awesome. It's it's a fucking amazing game. I love it so much. It's it's like uh it's basically like running a business. We should like that's how high school should end, too. You get trained to kill? Well, I mean you just you go to high school a, and they, then at the end of the year you have to compete against your teacher in order to graduate. In some sort of maybe like like a three legged competition where it's like you got you got your physical competition. You got your mental competition and another one, which I don't know yet, but then you got to get two out of the three. You got to beat the teachers because you're really not sending people out ready to compete in this job market. (laughs) Yeah. That's also how you get to be the boss at your company is if you beat them in a competition. (laughs) There's more competition, really. Yeah, we need less. We need it. We need less competition. Really, you the, think so? The other thing I was thinking about um, was, you know, the the whole like economic board game that they have is has really got fixed. I think with that six hundred dollars a week, like that's really the best case I've seen for like. Uh, I know people have all kinds of thought, think pieces about UBI, but $600 a week seems to f- seem to fix everybody's fucking issues, you know? The people that could get it, yeah. 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 And like, if we all had that, I mean, shit would be fucking harmonious. And it's kind of bullshit that we're thrown in the middle of this game. Like, when we play board games, everybody gets set up the same way. There's no fucking board game that you play where you have to, you have to take over your dad's turn. Like, yeah. what if you had to get in a euchre? You could only play with the cards that your parents fucking were born with. <laughs> right? True. Yeah. So we should have all the same. We should have Monopoly bucks. America bucks. There should be Monopoly money for Americans. And then we can work for $10 an hour or more to get more bullshit if we want it. You know? 600 bucks would be a week. I mean, it's like. It's enough to keep. I can't believe they haven't got. I mean, I can absolutely believe there's not another stimulus like there's if there's one thing i can believe it's i know that there's not another stimulus it's driving me nuts dude i'm starting to think it's a hoax because i'm not hearing i'm not seeing the i'm not seeing the 
seeing the type of desperation I feel like I should be seeing. I don't know. I'm, I'm not hearing. I don't know. I mean, we're not necessarily around a ton of people that lost their jobs to this either. You I'm, know what I'm saying? I'm online enough. I'm not. I'm, yeah, but I wouldn't feel like I would understand the people. I, I don't feel like I get a good idea of what people who maybe didn't get to keep their jobs, who got laid off and are having trouble getting on unemployment and didn't get their stimulus check. I have a, I have a feeling I'm not seeing their experience and the numbers are probably larger than I might consider. That's what I, I think. think I we have a pretty it. special location in that arena and like that we have, I feel there's a lot of people that are hourly wage workers that listen to the show. Yeah. I just, I don't know if we're getting like the best idea of, I think it's impossible for us to get the best idea of what the people who are struggling are are going through. I think like it just, you know, in order to listen to the show, you have to have a base amount of technology and stuff like that. Not to say that broke people don't have phones and shit like that. It just, I don't know. I'm not ready to say that like people. I, I think people uh, do need the stimulus money. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. I know. I'm saying I have not heard or seen that. I feel like it should be more. Like the the mutual aid stuff that I'm on is very, I don't know. It's not as I don't know. It's not as, it's not the situation I would expect to see. Well, yeah, that also is another thing about how Americans are so fucking afraid to ask for shit anyway. You know what I mean? Like you told us, you said a thing on Sunday that really. Uh, I mean, it didn't. It it probably didn't hit you the same way it hit me, and and you might disagree with me on this, but something you said Sunday was something that I've you know, never given a lot of thought about is that like, I've never been on unemployment. Uh, I have been laid off, but the day I got laid off, I said, I have to go get another job or I'm going to be on unemployment. Like I had a real shame about being on any kind of unemployment or government assistance and never got on it just because like, I just struggled until I was able to make a, a, a get a job or make sure. money happen because like I had a lot of shame around it. I don't think I would have that now. My, like obviously, but I think my like, dad was always on it. He would get laid off constantly yeah. and there would always be unemployment. So I always claimed it whenever I could. Yeah, we never I mean nobody in my house ever did. It was it just wasn't like my parents I think even if my parents had struggled, I don't think they I mean, I just can't see them going for it because they they're the same way. And there is like this thing that runs through like the working middle class. Like there is this like thing that feeds through that where it's like if you have to go to somebody from help, you're like failing. So don't do that. So I would think the downwardly mobile people are less likely to go and ask for help people that 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 are maybe uh people that are maybe came up middle class upper middle class and then left the house and their parents a great excuse though sure to accept it i understand that but i I mean there's still people that aren't going to do it there's just people whose politics would prevent them from doing sure i just i just think that like uh i don't feel like i have a good idea of what regular People who 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 uh, uh, lost their job during this thing are going through. Like I, don't I, I just don't feel like I have any idea. Well, but they- I feel like they could probably. I just think about like, okay, so what if my money wasn't coming in every month? 
uh, and I got the one stimulus check and nothing else, what would I need? And I just think people need probably more, I would guess. But you're right. You, you also just don't even see people asking for it, which I think is like we a had, symptom of that thing where it's like people aren't asking for it because they don't want to be perceived as asking for a handout from the state, I guess. Yeah, I'm not sure. Me neither. Me neither. But it's just something I was thinking. Well, I was thinking, you know, a lot of people probably don't go after the uh, the old stimulus money. Um, Kroger last week was in the news because they canceled hero pay. Yep. Which if you call it hero pay instead of hazard pay, you can cancel it. Anytime you want. Yeah, that's smart. <laughs> yeah, you're not a hero anymore. <laughs> Sorry, you were a hero there for a little bit, but we decided no longer a hero. But one of the things they were doing was they were going after people who they overpaid right. on accident and saying, pay them back. And uh, some backlash happened. And uh, those people got to keep the money. They did? Yeah. So, yeah, 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 there was a letter going around that said, like, Dear employee, you got overpaid the amount of $480. You can pay it all at once or break it down into three easy payments. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here, I, I got it for you. Here's a letter. Uh, as you may be aware, you were overpaid your emergency pay in the gross of 461.60 during the time frame of March 1st, 2020 to current. Please see option for repayment below. Imagine sending this to your fucking employees. What a fucking crazy thing to send to your employee. Like that somebody sat at a computer and typed this. This is where bureaucracy gets you, you know? Um, oh God, these websites are the worst. If you, um, one payment of 461.60, which I worked at Kroger and uh, I never had more than $200 in the bank the entire yeah. time I worked there. They pay weekly. So, like, that is already... There was a discussion about that on the Street Fighters Facebook group recently. And it really is, like, uh, getting paid week... What do you think is the prime way to get paid? Because I do think weekly might be it. I think we're weekly, bi-weekly, twice a month, once a month. Like, where are you at on that? Because I always found that I struggled a lot more when it was twice a month, once a month, than I ever did... When it was weekly, when it was weekly, I felt like I did well, but I still felt like I never had money when it was weekly. Like the checks felt small and then you would get them and you would be like, uh, okay, so I have this much money, but I got a, I was never personally able to hold on to any from the paycheck and yeah, you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So I did my worst financially with weekly pay, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. <laughs> Me too. Um, but I do think it did make me feel like uh, less like I was stranded, like on a two week pay or first and 15th when you, you like make it like, uh, oh, fuck, like on a first and a 15th where the second part of the month, there's three weekends in there mm -hmm. and you, you're going rounding that second weekend and you're about to go negative in the bank Ooh. account and you've got to make it like five or six days. On just hand sandwiches. I mean, the first that and the hand 15th. sandwiches, taking hand and putting it on your hand and then eating it off. The first and the fifteenth should honestly be illegal. Yeah, unless you're an independent contract. Like with with us, it's like if you're a regular ass company, you don't get to do the first and the fifteenth. Yeah, you I know what I mean. I don't think that's right. 
You know what though? I mean, I I eventually Erica got first and fifteenth, and we did fine. It was really comes down to the amount of money that you have. Yeah. You know, like the weekly thing just makes you. I guess it's easier to string together your bullshit reasons of why you can't pay today. You just have to wait until next Friday. But I mean, I eventually got to the point where I could like I would get paid on the fifteenth, and I would set aside half of the rent. And then when we got paid on the first, I would get the other half of the rent to be more oh. stable. And now I like getting paid once a month because I pay everything at the beginning and whatever's left over is that's it. God, I wish I was that. You know what, how I do everything? I pay. Oh, God. You want to hear? Well, let's hear it. Hey, everybody. Let's hear how Brian pays his bills. Uh, I pay my phone bill. And my car payment, which are my two biggest bills, okay? I pay, my rent comes out of Street Fight. Like, I get paid by Street Fight. My rent comes out, like, the next day. Okay. It's like, a thousand. It's just, Street Fight always was, like, intended to be, if it can pay my rent, then I can live relatively comfortably. Now it pays my rent and there's more. But, like, it, it, yeah. it, from the beginning, it was sort of like, if it can pay my rent, then I can figure out a way to live you know sure uh so street fight pays my rent so Uh that big bill is totally like i don't even think about it i just act like i don't get paid that money uh then i get my car payments 350 dollars a month i pay that with my wife's first check of the month and then i pay the phone bill with my wife's second check of the month and then i play those little piss ant bills just i add one on to each paycheck and then pay the rest of the little piss ant bills with my when i get paid okay you know sure and it's like uh uh but i'm like basically still in a process where i'm constantly paying bills throughout the month and i think that like the idea of paying them all at the beginning of the month sounds really appealing but i also think that my brain works in such a way that i have to be dicking around with my money (laughs) all month (laughs) like i don't i feel like i don't even have like (laughs) you like to feel in control of it it's or like just, you're doing something with it. It's just a weird thing where it's like, you know, my 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 uh, therapist now is like really pushing the stop checking your bank account theory on me, which <laughs> stop theory stop pushing your banking <laughs> account theory of calmness. He's he's telling <laughs> me I want to see that in a book. He, he's telling me that okay, like if you check it once, I feel like you can get a pretty good idea. Of where it's about at. To happen, yeah. And then the nine times after it that you check it are just you panicking about it, which raises your anxiety. Yeah. Good idea. So I'm like trying, I'm trying to check my bank account every two days. Why don't you just pick a time each day and do it? Just because if I look at it every day, it'll freak me out too. Like it freaks me out no matter what. So it's just kind of like if I don't look at it you for always two days, check, you check it every day, right? I'm going to check it three to four times a day. Sometimes I check it during the Why don't show. You just like cut I just it down get to thinking about it. To once a day. That way you're not cuz I don't know. I feel like that day of living without knowing it's too much too soon. Well, the thing of used to checking every 9 hours. How are you going to ch- wait 48 hours? I've been okay at it lately, but what's I've noticed been happening is when I don't check it, I go like this. Damn, I ain't checked my bank account in a while. Like I start thinking about how I haven't checked it in a while, and who knows what happened over that time. Yeah, then you got to figure out to get rid of that. Yeah, you I have to I, like step out of that. It's like you just have to ride through. It's kind of like 
it's like when you're trying to quit cigarettes and uh, you get that craving and it just takes over and you just have to like sit and feel weird and uncomfortable and then 14 minutes later all of a sudden it's gone and you're like wow I can't believe that happened you just have to ride it out yeah well I think if I could like I don't have to check it every day anymore this is a remnant of when I did have to check it every day true because it's not going to run out at this point, like, I think I'm in a place now where I'm not going to, I'm not in danger of overdrawing, you know, but like, uh, uh, if I spend money, like any amount over $10, I feel like I got to check it at that point. Okay. Like where it just feels like, but you also you just spent $10. I know, dude. man, but you're like, you are also so reckless with money and you spend it on the stupidest shit. Like it know. feels like sometimes that. You're more. You have more anxiety when you have money that you have to get rid of it all. It feels like you have all this money sitting there. You're like, what the fuck am I supposed to spend this on? That's some. That's kind of how I feel sometimes. Like because like it's like you're self propelling it. You're I. I you're holding the worst relationship with money. I can't. I can't handle money. It's just it's not a thing I can handle. But you're right. Like when there's money in the account, it feels like I should be spending it. Right. Hey, let's spend some fucking money. Which quarantine has been worse about it. Because generally, when I'm not in quarantine, it involves going to a place and getting a thing. Yeah. And that's gone now. Yeah. So I can just be like, I'm just going to buy this thing now. And then I just buy it. It's at my house in a few days. You're right. I've been doing a lot. Instead of spending like $35 to go to a fast casual dinner, we will just import uh, the Tierra Whack album from Germany for $39 instead. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I just spent fifty dollars on fucking Mexican food. Yep, yeah. like street food, like two burritos and a quesadilla out of a truck or out of Uber Eats. Okay, yeah, you know, just getting it delivered from where? Uh, Dos Hermanos. No, I don't know that one. It's just that's a truck. Okay, that's just a truck. So anyway, uh, so they were offered one payment of four sixty one. Where if you're making every week, you're never gonna have. Yeah, four sixty one to spare. There's no way no, Kroger's that's, paying it. That's not an extra amount of money. Three payments of one fifty three eighty seven. Still like an I mean, awful just, lot. You could, I mean, that type of money just takes you out of life. Like you can't participate in life for like a whole paycheck. It's grocery money. To tell you the well, truth, like if you're paid every two weeks and you grocery shop every two weeks, it's grocery money. Yeah, and I if don't you're want- single. I don't want to go back over this. We did a, a big payday advance episode, but this is another big part of the payday advance thing was like you borrow $500 and you have to pay five seventy five to get it back. But then you're like, you know what? I will just wean myself off of payday advance. So next time I go back, I'm going to write for four fifty. But that means you paid them five seventy five and got back four fifty. <clears throat> you're $125 down from where your paycheck normally is. And it's never sustainable. There's no way that you can, you could eat over a hundred dollars. You're talking about a hundred dollars is a, for someone making $10 an hour, that's over a, more than a third of their paycheck after taxes. Right. $153 on a weekly paycheck. Yeah. Takes a, a, a double digit percentage probably oh, yeah. out of what they bring home. Yeah, almost 50% on somebody that I mean seriously, if you if after taxes they take so goddamn much out of it. Yeah, so five payments of 9232 which 
Still, I guess, yeah. I guess be, that's what a, you would be a pick. fucking asshole about it. Yeah, that's what you would. If you need I got a, ten dollars, I can get you ten dollars. Yeah, come meet me every week and get. I got ten dollars. I know, not that's even, what I got. They, they didn't even do the. I'll stop playing the claw machine when I leave the grocery store, and you can have that money. I mean, not even offering the uh, 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 we'll take it out of your check, ten dollars at a time thing, which I think is bullshit and it sucks. But fuck, dude. So yeah, something. It's just people that don't have an understanding of what it takes to get by. If you need other arrangements to pay back this amount, please send an email using the information listed below. Failure to replay, repay the overpayment could result in further collection efforts. And then it asks them to please re-sign it. And uh, payment will be deducted from the paycheck issued following receipt of your signed authorization and from each subsequent paycheck if more than one payment is arranged with you and our team. We sincerely apologize for any inconvenience this may have caused and very much appreciate your quick response and cooperation. Imagine imagine running up to like <clears throat> John McClane from Die Hard after you gave him like the key to the city or something and you're like, Ah, you know what? We went a little too far with that. We we this key to the city was for another hero, uh, not for you. So we need that back. Yeah, yeah. You know? How do you call somebody a hero and they're like, I can't? And we know Kroger's made tons of money. Kroger's made uh, all the grocery stores did fucking excellent. And they fucked up. Listen to this. Uh, a dozen employees. So the salon says, are the letters real? And it's like, yes, these letters are real and were sent by Kroger payroll department to some employees in late April or early May. A dozen employees, all of whom asked to remain anonymous due to the sensitive financial nature of the topic, sent salon copies of the letters they had received. These associates were located in a number of states, including Kentucky, Georgia, West Virginia, and Michigan. And the amounts they had been overpaid ranged from between $400 and $500. I had to isolate with my wife while we awaited her COVID-19 test results, so Kroger paid me for two weeks, one recipient told Salon. But the week I went back, they paid me for hours work, but also, for whatever reason, paid me for another 40 hours of emergency leave pay. And, and, and Wait, wait. So they accidentally put 40 extra They hours. accidentally paid them for 40 hours. 40 yeah. extra hours. But the fucking truth is... Look, if you send somebody money, you don't get to, like, ask for it back like that. You know what? If Kroger does, this is the payroll department's mistake. This isn't some shit that they had to deal with. And a lot of times, if a motherfucker gets overpaid like that, they'll, I can't imagine they didn't go. Like, every single person didn't go and say, hey, I got overpaid. Plus, you're being told you're getting hero pay anyway. How the fuck are you supposed to know what's hero pay and what isn't? You know? That's true. These overpayments, it's, this is like not their fault for keeping the money. There's no world in which, like. Yeah, this world. I mean, the boss is right <clears throat> in this one. <laughs> their boss is always right in this fucking world. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it ha I've been overpaid in my job before, and I sure as hell didn't keep it, because they'll take you to fucking court if you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but that, you wouldn't have known. I, I don't think you would have known if they were throwing around the I words that were giving bonuses and hero pay. How would you fucking even have any idea what was what? I agree. At that point. My check is more. Uh, 
They don't know. Uh, Kroger, when approached by Solana on May 19th, the Kroger spokesperson said the overpayments were an unfortunate payroll accounting error. We've since instructed our payroll department to directly inform the small number of associates affected by the recent overpayments of COVID-19 emergency leave pay that we will not seek repayment, they said. So, I mean, I guess like, I guess like it feels like they, they got caught and I think we're going to catch a lot of people in some, a lot of shit right now. We're just going to have to fucking hopefully, hopefully the people that get screwed in these situations, hopefully they go to the press every time. Cause who even knows the people that haven't gone to the press? Yeah. I mean, wage theft is the biggest crime in this country. So I'm sure there's a lot more wage theft going on than hero pay overpayments. Yeah, sure. I believe that. So uh, this week, there was a big story in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, we opened up, Brett. We're open back up, baby. Columbus is back. We're back. You know, this we fucking virus couldn't take this city down. We got sneeze guards on everything. Oh, God. The, the marshals say, I didn't get a picture for you. I got to get a fucking picture for you. The marshals thing. It's the funniest thing. Like everybody did just fucking put up plexiglass between tables i even saw a bar today and this had to be a joke but they had these like six foot inner tubes with little tables on them on carts and people are just walking around in these things you can't get within six feet of anybody you know it's three feet on each side that's fun <laughs> what is it it's like a big ring that big inner tube big round inner tube inside. that's three feet on each side with like a table jutting like coming out on top of the cart, and then like a little cart on wheels. You just get inside the little tube and the cart on wheels, and you push it around and hang out at the bar with your friends. Sorry, I like that. But I people, hate to be here's into, the like, fucking disaster thing, dude. innovation. But here's the thing, though, dude. Uh, uh, that's probably what has to be done. Like, to yeah. me, that sounds like what has to be done because we now know the rules that these businesses were given in Ohio yeah. in order to reopen. We also know they didn't follow them because there were so many citations for these rules. Bumper and tables. yeah, <laughs> they look like bumper cars. It's just a nice little setup. They it got looks going. like bumper boats. Yes. It's, I just saw a picture. Yeah. It's a big inner tube with a table around you, <laughs> yeah. which is honestly uh, the part I hate about hanging out at bars is when you have to hold your drink because I like to gesticulate with the hands. So if I could just set it down and like do a little performance and then have a table right in front of me, I'm good to go. Here's why I feel like those work. Here's why I feel like that is the best case scenario. Because people weren't following the rules here. It just, there's video of it. We've seen it. There, the Standard Hall is the big place, right? Which got cited three times over the weekend. Because... The rules for having your club open are unrealistic and yeah. unable to be followed. It's impossible. Yeah, this is, and that's the thing is like the bumper boat tables are fun, um, but you can't pay for rent. You can't pay for rent on a bar and and have enough room for like sixteen people on your patio. Like those places downtown rely on hundreds of people coming through on a Friday and Saturday night. Well, that's the thing. Like what really has to look, 
a bailout has to happen. Some sort of a bailout. Or none of these places are going to exist no. anymore. And the reason that they're opening and breaking the rules is because they have they're to. They're fucking desperate. There's nothing they can fucking I, do. I would be... I, I know. If I... I mean... If we didn't have to rely on this, I would be way more inclined to just try to do secret shows or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, so, uh, musician, like a lot of the arts and then like the, the, these establishments rely on lots of people and without any sort of help, like I said, without some monopoly money, what the fuck are they going to do? Yeah. And, and standard hall is packed and the rules in town. I want to, I want to. I want to give the rules in town because I, I feel like this is why I think we have to start talking about giving money, just giving these people money. Because here's the thing. You can't have a line outside. I mean, you can have a line outside of your club. You are allowed to have a line if everybody's six feet apart. There is not a lot of space for that. In our downtown area, especially there, especially by Standard Hall, it's just construction. There's no place for these people to stand six feet apart in groups, right? You have half capacity at the bar, okay? So only half of the people can be in there anyway. You sit, the tables have to be at least six feet apart, groups no larger than 10, you're not allowed to talk to people from other tables and you're not allowed to stand up, you're which not, I just think is totally an unrealistic set of rules to have for a bar, for a club. I don't think that people can drink fucking beer and behave like that. I just don't think it's possible. Yeah. I don't think there's a, it's possible with alcohol to behave in a way that you can that you can trust that this will happen. Tonight. It's not going to happen. Did I say this on the show, but imagine how fun it would be to be at those bars when and just saying out loud that everybody's going to die because you're out there drinking. Like, everybody on the patio would just crack up laughing. They are cracking up. I think every <laughs> single table. They would, I think we did say it on Sunday. Every single table probably made jokes about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? It was like a big Cards Against Humanity game sitting at every table where they were like, I'm going to get COVID. My lungs are going to come out of my fucking nose, dude. <laughs> Must be a blood clot. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, people were coughing and just having I the wanna, time. Yeah, I want to. I want to be a part of that world. I feel like a Little Mermaid right now. I want to go join them. Yeah, I mean, part of you does feel like like those people have it figured out. <laughs> just be dumb. <laughs> just die just dumb. Be dumb and die. But at least you were dumb and had fun yeah. all until the day you die. <laughs> well, okay. So I don't know if you know about this, but there's this app called Long Walks. Has Katie told you about it? Uh, no, not really. I have seen it though. Long walks is an app for like journal entries. And we have a, like Katie's on there and a bunch of our friends are on there and they give you writing prompts that ask you, uh, questions to get, you know, I guess more insightful answers than what you get on other social media. But one of them, it says, um, happy. It said something like, um, the secret to happiness is, and I put being extremely selfish. Yeah. Because that's what I feel. Because I feel like I will second guess everything. Like I'm worried about other people and I want other people to be taken care of. Like if I was a selfish asshole, I would be a lot happier. 
Yeah, yeah. Like that's yeah. The, it is real. Like there's people don't give a fuck. Like you said, they haven't figured out. They don't care about anything, and they're just dumbasses, and then they just go to sleep forever. Who even? I mean, they I'll, think that God chose them and shit too. They believe in all of that stuff that they're the chosen people. They think that they're the secret police. The United States government works for them. All of it, man. Yeah, they do they're think that the government fuck. works for them. It does, like uh, that, our politicians w- are. It is, though. I mean, the government is a white man's society. And I think this is like really letting us know. And then, them are, they are just coming out and saying, like, hello, this is for me. This, this country is for me. This, the Constitution is a white man's pact on what the stuff we're allowed to do because we have to because it's manifest destiny. Yeah. I mean, I think the crowds, the people in the crowds, like, I have a, a certain amount of admiration. For them be, but I also think that they're young. I think that's the thing that bothers me about it is that it, it, it's like we could be mad at the those people and like spend all of our time mad at them and calling them stupid and yeah. But I think they're young and sure. I think they do trust the government. When when you say something like when 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 you think about like okay, so the governor said this place could open, it must be safe to go to this place. Yeah. Is what I think happened and fucking shit dude when i was 25 i probably would have been like the governor said it's safe for me to go to this place i'm gonna go to this fucking place right you know and um i think they just assume that if it's running they can go and when you've been cooped up like we all have man i said this on the show sunday any news that sounds like it's good news about the end of this thing, I'll fucking believe it. I fall hook, line, and sinker for every little fucking thing, man. Oh, if you eat extra oranges, it'll cure COVID-19. I'm just like, everybody yeah. eat them fucking oranges. Let's go. Yeah. Let's cure this fucking thing, you know? Like, I just, like, I understand wanting to be out. And, like, I, I want to be out, you know? It's just you can't do it yet. And yeah, like I nobody think, is there. To, like we this, live in a college town too. There's nobody there for a lot of these people. There's nobody there to tell them not to do it. Nobody is telling them not to do it. But if you live on campus and you're not like in the same city as your parents, and I'm sure they didn't call their parents and say, "I'm going to fucking Standard Hall tonight," yeah. or like some person that just moved into town to work at some place downtown like they don't nobody was there to tell them not to fucking do it you know i'm sure i know from the rumors were that people were driving by and yelling at them and honking and shit but that's not gonna do anything for these people they'll just feel like you're an asshole if you do that um so standard hall was made it on the national news really on meet the press i believe uh, or Jake Tapper's show, not Meet the Press, the one with CNN. Okay. Like one of those news shows. And uh, they showed Mike DeWine the Twitter video that went viral of Standard Hall. And Mike yeah. DeWine is like, that's just, you know, that's stupid. We told people not to do that. And it's like, no, you didn't. You... Because they even rescinded, this is really funny. Today, they rescinded the stay-at-home order. So stay-at-home order is no longer in place. But they're like, you should still stay at home. And it's like, so what's the fucking difference? <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you have that standard hall of the owner's bullshit? I do. I do. I, I, I'm going to get to that. Sorry. Uh, Chris Corso, owner of Standard Hall, is frustrated that Columbus Health officials filed a complaint with the city attorney late Saturday, alleging social distancing violations on Friday and Saturday nights. Corso said he has fully complied with state 
guidelines, which is not true. Uh, I, I walked by there and I walked by there today too. There's not X's on the ground. I didn't see any of the X's on the ground. I don't know where these X's were. Maybe they Added them take later. the X's up after they're done for the night yeah. and lay new X's the next day, I guess, because I was out there during the day, but I walked by this place almost every day. So, you know, uh, there were X's on the sidewalks to separate people in line outside Standard Hall, a popular short north restaurant and bar. Hand sanitizer and wipes were at stations at the entrance. Hundreds of masks were offered. No cash was exchanged in the business. Only credit cards were accepted on Friday and Saturday as management tried to limit the spread of germs. First of all, I don't know how that does that. What's the difference between you're handing credit cards back and forth? What like I don't get it either. I don't understand why a credit card is safer than cash i think it's just to be mean to homeless people is all i can think of <laughs> like they've been trying to get rid of cash for a really long time yeah and i'm sure a lot of businesses have wanted to go cashless forever yeah it's part of bill gates new world order basically right well when you walk downtown all of the restaurants and bars have signs on them that say there's no cash or liquor in this place because they've been closed and i guess they think that Somebody's going to throw a brick through the window. And I don't think that's going to happen. You know, and I don't think a sign saying there's no cash or lid. I don't think anybody's believing that sign. You yeah. know, <laughs> that sounds like someone would say that if they had a whole bunch of cash and liquor in there. That's exactly like putting the alarm company sign in your front yard, which yeah. now I know just a birdie told me that owns a, they used to own a security company. I knew a dude that used to own a security company. They do just sell the sign. He was like, I'll sell you a sign. Really? If you just want to buy the sign and can't yeah. afford the setup, I'll just sell you a sign. Put it in the front yard. Quick 20 bucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like when you get those stickers in the mail for the fraternal order of police. And they, they're like, if you're going to put this on your car, please send us a donation. It's like, okay, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not going to happen. Uh, so it wasn't enough for the health department, owner Chris Corso said Sunday as he pondered not reopening the business or five others he owns around town. Oh, please don't fucking threaten us by opening up your fucking disease centers. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Late Saturday and early Sunday, Columbus Public Health officials made visits to the restaurants and bar and repeatedly warned about violations. They have sent a report to the city prosecutor for enforcement, said agency spokeswoman and Kelly Newman. Corso calls Standard Hall the number one Uber destination in Ohio. It is. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I used to drop people off there a lot. No, they did the, the, they did the actual data last year, and it was. Yeah, I believe it. In Ohio? In Ohio. Period? The state of Ohio. I guess it's a college campus, though, so you can't be surprised about the Ubers. That's wild. It is, though. I, I believe that because I used to drop people off there like fucking crazy. And also, I mean, it's the perfect mismatch of uh, food trucks and a cigar store right next door that yeah. it's like always for some reason it's a cigar store, but the doors are always open. There's always music blaring out of it and big shiny lights and a bunch of people hanging out outside smoking cigars. It's like this thing on like part of the bar. This is just a store. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, there's not a lot. There's not a lot of cigar bars downtown. That's true. There's only a couple I know of. We should go to one and just like be a couple cigar dudes. You I know. I'm so ready for that. I had a friend in <laughs> become Texas. a cigar dude. <laughs> we. I remember in Texas, uh, there was a guy that would smoke cigars with me, and we were uh, on Fourth of July. Uh, we were at this place at this bar to see the uh, 
to see the fireworks and the patio situation didn't work. So we were standing in the middle of the street smoking cigars <laughs> all, all over these other people that also went out into the street. And I felt like an asshole, but it was really funny at the time that like everybody else had to, to fucking smoke my cigar with me. A couple of big time cigar <laughs> dudes. Big, big a shots are big in town. cigar dudes rolling into town. The fucking you can't dude. tell anybody with the I mean, they'll get you. They'll just get you disappeared or they'll sue the shit out of you. If you tell somebody with a cigar to put it out, they'll just sue you. Today. There's a place right by your house that is a cigar bar where they let them smoke inside and i drive by that motherfucker and and like i see that place all smoked up and i'm like you know what though i'd go there which one oh fuck i don't know the name it's a cigar bar on high street and when you drive by it's like a it doesn't there was one by there's one by ragarama that's it that's the one. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, that's and, by my old house. And they can sit in a little chair and smoke cigars yes. inside there, which to me is like can you smoke cigarettes in there too? That would be tight, you know. Hey, weird we, that you can't smoke have cigarettes. Uh, <laughs> <in here. laughs> just go in there and light one, you know. Yeah, just I just go in there and fucking smoke, light up a cigarette. And they're like, you can't smoke this in here, and it's like it's cigarette. This oh, is no, an et. I'm not inhaling. I'm not inhaling. I'm just small. letting it like sit on my tongue. This is the small version of what you have. It's an et. Yeah, it's you an know. Yeah, little boy. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> just ruining the cigar bar. Then they have there, to fucking kick everybody out. There's one right by the New Orleans um, casino that is a great fucking spot. It's really? a lot of fun. Really? Yeah. The Harrah's that we went yep, to? Yep, yep, yep. And there's a cigar bar there? Yeah, right it on the same road. It just seems like not my ki- 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 no, kind of you'd people. hate it. Like, it's just, it's like steakhouse vibe. Yeah, it is. Which, by the way, steakhouse with cigar bar in it. <laughs> Oh, God. Then, yeah, I'll go put a fedora on and sit around in there. Maybe we can yeah. record our podcast there and get some real problematic takes on, on the thing. There'd be too many Ben Shapiro's there. <laughs> oh, my God. Steak bar. <laughs> Cigar bar and steak. Rest Fucking bar. whiskey tap room. Uh, <laughs> Just... Yeah. <laughs> bourbon. Bourbon. Just, you can go in there and get, like, really a high bourbon. dollar bourbon and dip your cigar in it and smoke. Dude, I can't we can make cigars so out. I mean, you could charge three. You could do like a three for three special and charge someone three hundred dollars. Charge for a hundred dollar steak, a hundred dollar bottle of whiskey, and a hundred dollar fucking cigar, and they peop, those dudes would sign up. Oh my god, would they? Every and they have Friday, so much stupid money. I know. I and know. they would just go out there and just tell their stupid misogynist jokes. Just hang like Goodfellas posters and like Sopranos <laughs> posters all over the place. No, no, you know, no, we no, but we, dark oak no. wood. We would just watch the movie and copy the the. We would copy the same decor. That's how you get them to like spend the Copa. money. Like, yeah. they look like the Copa Cabana. People would come in and be like, this looks nice. I don't know what it is. I feel kind of like Scarface in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then we take $300 from them and run. Just fucking guys in cargo shorts and yes! pink button-up shirts smoking cigars and trying to be like Tony Soprano. <laughs> yes. Eating a steak. Kobe beef. Kobe beef. Not Kobe. Kobe. Yeah, if you say Kobe, then you can, like, get it. It's like, it's not the same thing. You're allowed to sell it. 
Kobe beef. Cheaper. It's cheap beef. I use a sirloin. It's a sirloin, but I call it Kobe beef. So. Kobe sirloins. <laughs> On Friday, patrons mingled while holding drinks and food. Ohio rules state that the patrons must be seated while dining in restaurants and bars. Does that mean? Yeah. Why would you go? Why would you open? Why you would you go? You want to fuck, dude. You can't go to the... You can't talk to the people at the other tables. I, I bet I can. I've had some secret sex in my life. <laughs> but you're, I, bet I, I bet I can hook up without that bartender knowing. I'm trying to say <laughs> that you're not supposed to be talking to the other people at the other tables. That makes it hotter, dude. That's even better. How do you meet somebody? Eyes, eyes, eyebrows, just winks and shit. Just fucking letting them know. Just breaking it. Just I mean, I guess if you're there, it's just like fuck it. I'll yeah, go massage somebody. Of I don't course care. it is. Yeah. yeah. I guess yeah, I don't. I'll, know. I'll share a cigarette with you. Yeah. You should pay. They should be paying the employees twenty five dollars an hour. No, there right needs now. to be hazmat suits, or there needs to be something the level of comfortability that the employees agree to. I mean, like, this is why we need this, organized. You actually said this about us going out and performing, but it, you're like. You want guys hanging all over you and like spitting in your face while they talk and shit. And it's like, you know, you got a good fucking point there. And these wait, these bar staff are like actually dealing with that. Well, that's and, every day. And, and not only that, these bar staff have to be the ones fucking responsible to tell these motherfuckers to sit. Like they don't. You have to tell a, yeah, a belligerent drunk that they can't do what they want to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's two. It's just and, the amount of rules guarantees that these drunks are gonna fuck up it's just i would if i was drunk i know what would happen i put my cigarette in my mouth backwards and light it sometimes when i'm too drunk i've also uh backed into some bushes and fell onto my backside before yeah you ever like just like lose your bearings and just start falling backwards <laughs> i know a guy that crapped his pants at his bachelor party yeah because he was just drunk you yeah. know, that's what happens. You can't fucking enforce these things. And again, if you're paying them $30 an hour and you're putting them in a hazmat suit, fucking by all means. <laughs> yeah. You can make your workers come in and work. But I just don't think like it's safe for anybody. Like, I don't think there's any. I don't care. Uh, truthfully, it is, it I got to tell you, truthfully, I don't fucking care about the people that went out. Like, I don't, I don't like whatever, you know, sure. We were having like a, we have a text with a couple of our friends and I said, Trump's trying to hold his mega rallies again. And they were like, well, let him. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, fuck it. yeah the Re Republican <laughs> National <laughs> Convention. Let that happen. Yeah. Let the RNC happen. Please. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, but I do let care. Let them have their freedom. I do care about, I care about, about six people in that bar. And it's the people that are being made to work at that bar. Yeah. The rest of it. I don't give a fuck, you know? But I just think that, like, these people, like, these rules are set up so that businesses can open because they don't want to give people money. They Like, the, the government doesn't yes. want to hand any money to anybody except for, like, British petroleum and shit yep. like that. You know what I mean? Like, they don't want to hand any money to anybody except for these, like, mega corporations and shit. So... Like, instead of, like, instead of, like, helping these bar owners, the employees of the bar, 
and the people who who are employed because of the bar, the, the like all of that. Instead of helping all of those people, they come up with these half-assed rules that are nearly impossible to enforce. And now they go around and enforce those rules totally unevenly, from what I understand. Now, I like I don't know if I trust this Corso guy. You know what I mean? But he says he got hit like three or four times in the same night and then yeah. saw other places, which that's some fucking bullshit snitch That's in, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, you can't trust yeah, fun, him. Don't trust him, yeah. Yeah, but we saw Zenos, That's too. something that you say, that's like you something say on the patio when you're mad. You say that to your buddies. Yeah. I walked down, up and down the block, and every fucking bar had people not following it, but they came after me. You know, you feel like it's a personal vendetta. Zeno's I would love to have gone to, but Zeno's is the type of place. Uh, it's hell on earth. My really. computer, so <laughs> but we're not playing audio tonight. <laughs> um, I <laughs> I did get some. Somebody wanted um our opinion on this thing. Oh, I love opinions. That's my favorite thing to give. It's because you're an asshole. Oh, also now Mike Dewine is considering. He's saying he's considering criminal charges against for for the. Like I, I can't get to it because it's my computer's locked up. But he's considering criminal charges for the people. Like it just, it feels that's like why I don't like this shit. That's what I. That's said. what I'm saying. I don't want people in fucking jail over this. I don't want more court. Yeah, I think you lock it down, and then I don't know what it off. takes to pause the economy or whatever. But let's make sure the people that work at these venues can pay their rent. And let's make sure that all the rent's getting paid. Let's pause this fucking thing and just come back later. Yeah. And not next month. Late. Just say later. Don't put a date on it. Right. Because the dates were always ridiculous to me, too. The idea that you could put an end date on this thing and then just think that, Oh, that means it's over. That doesn't, that's not how. Well, and even like that caller that from China said that they went on lockdown, but they also had uh, everybody that got, was a confirmed case, had their phone tracked so they could see every single person they came in contact with and those people could be notified. Like we're flying so blind on this. I think that's what's this, what's stupid is that, I mean, I, I've been thinking about it more and, you know, the risk is like my risk is relatively low. It's mostly the people that are being affected the most are elderly, the poor, and the black community are being overwhelmed by this, like way more than and than I am or anybody I know. And so, uh, those if those people are being affected by it, like the chances of them like plowing through this is kind of is higher. You know, I know. I, know. I, I think that. Um, you know, the way that it's going to end will probably, the way we'll go back into lockdown again will be if the hospitals become too overwhelmed. I think they're going to wait until it gets to the point where the hospitals actually are overwhelmed. Huntsville, Alabama is overwhelmed now. And oh, they, you know they've that. been open for a while. Yeah, I just saw it. Too. I can get that story up on my phone. But like the Italy, with the Italy stuff and the New York, <clears throat> the New York City stuff, but the Italy, the stories from Italy were like terrifying. And I, I don't want to even try to get to that level uh, where you just have tents outside for people to take their last breaths. Alright, this comes from Champagne Pocky on Instagram. Fucking ace name. Really good name. You know, the, you know Champagne 
Poppy. I do. I know Champagne Poppy. Okay, is uh, Drake. Okay, Brian. And Pocky is the Japanese cookie. Wow, I Brian. Don't like very much. Brian, are you 14 years old? You sound so cool right now. I that's, that's who I am. I'm not able to call it. I'm not able to call into the call-in show because of my horrendous work schedule. But I've got a small business tyrant COVID-19 story I want to share with y'all. I work for a dispensary in California, and I'm a high-risk person. Yeah, high risk, right? Well, probably not high. There's not a risk of them being too high. I don't know. As well as living with my in-laws, who are also high risk. I do inventory work and keep the online menus up to date, so it's possible for me to work from home. Now, that is a wonderful job. That's something we need. The online menus need to be up to date. Because weed maps, they tell you they have all kinds of crazy shit until you show up or try to make an order. Weed maps in Ohio might as well not even exist. It's terrible. It has not been helpful for me at all. I've been to the weed store in two weeks. Wow. Thank you. I'm going to go to the weed store tomorrow to celebrate not being at the weed store in two weeks. I also need some weed. So I don't need it. But (laughs) Well, let me say this. I uh, made my weed cookies the other night. Um, and I didn't have any eggs, so I substituted for a quarter cup of unsweetened applesauce. The best fucking cookies, dude. Yeah, that ain't bad. Applesauce is always... Holy shit. They're softer. Yeah. And, like, so fucking tight. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to put eggs in my chocolate chip cookies ever again. I've done it. I'm going only applesauce now. I've been on that applesauce. I, I, I don't replay i have replaced eggs with applesauce but uh, you know i i didn't get much of a measurable can i tell you my food thing? Moi- moisture can i tell you my food thing sure that i did last night Th- this much closer to vegetarian this th- it's a the, uh maybe an inch and a half uh-huh. closer to vegetarian impossible sliders i made last oh, night with what grilled impossible onions? it was an impossible burger i had the I bought a pack of Impossible Meat. Impossible? Or yeah, they on? sell that Impossible now oh, at I Kroger's. Know. I didn't know they had They it. got Impossible. So I bought the Impossible Meat, which, by the way, even smells like raw meat. It's terrible. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It yes. really is gross. It's like when you get it out, you're like, oh, geez, well, this is like the real shit. <laughs> one of our vegan friends was like, I gave it up because I don't like meat. I don't want that. And I'm like... Well, that's stupid, but sure. I, I mean, that. yeah, you know. makes sense. So I, I made these sliders. I, I bought brioche buns for the slider. Like little rolls? Uh, the little rolls, yeah. They have slider buttons now, which I know. <laughs> I know that it's rolls. <laughs> but they call them it's slider just a roll, yeah. This is exactly like what I ran into earlier this week with the thing. It's a big slice of cheese that's like this big around. And on the package, it says cheese in place of bread. So you can wrap your food in cheese. <laughs> I don't, oh, that's but keto. But it's just that's a big keto. slice of cheese. So it's like, it's not like an actual, it's just a slice of Is cheese. Is it melted though? No. No. It's not like a, a baked it's cheddar? It's keto. Yeah. It's like a, uh, uh, it was mozzarella and it's yeah. like this big around. You're supposed to be able to just stick all your stuff in it and then it's like a, it's wrap. Like a wrap. Yeah. yeah. For, but it's cheese. Yeah. Cheese in the place of bread. What I'm saying is selling it as that instead of just saying this is just a slice of fucking cheese. Yeah. That's capitalism. So I bought these brioche rolls. Okay. The French's fried onions. You know oh, what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Hell yeah. The classic. Uh huh. From on top of uh, the green bean casserole. That's right. And then uh, a ched, cheddar cheese. Ched. Just a little bit of ched. 
And then uh, um, Ben's barbecue sauce. Oh. Made myself a little Western burger. Nobody could have told me that wasn't meat. Nobody could have. It was tight. exactly. Yeah, I, I'm going to go buy. The Impossible stuff is significantly more expensive than meat. Yeah. But I think I'll pay that to go vegetarian. I think it's worth it to stop eating meat. I am into Costco Beyond. Okay. Costco hasn't like uh, an eight pack of Beyond burgers. <clears throat> that's really fucking affordable. Okay. It's like two pounds of beef. Mine was like eight ninety nine for I think a pound of beef. Okay. Ground beef. That's, though. and it's yeah. like ground beef. You can get a pound of that much cheaper. Sure. <laughs> but you know that industry is subsidized and all that shit. Sure. Um, some of it goes down to six bucks if you buy it not formed into patties. There's like beyond yeah. like loose burger. Just like a pack of it. I think impossible is the gold standard. It is. You know what it I mean? It was only restaurants, and I do think I think it's fucking incredible. Like it drives <laughs> it's just amazing. My my wife has had more than one moment where she asks if it's real meat. And I I'm know. Like, Please don't do this. Like, are you doing like an undercover advertisement or something? There is like no difference between the two whoppers. None. None at all. Yeah. Let's give this advice here. Sorry, didn't mean to go through that. No, I did that. That's my fault. I do inventory work and keep up the online menus up to date so it's possible for me to work from home, which my boss agreed to, but in exchange, I had to agree to reroute the store phone through my cell phone. Mm. That's alarming. You don't want to do that ever. It's easy, and you're always on your phone, and it makes sense, but... Weed stores get mad. Every time I'm at the weed store, they're constantly answering the phone. <laughs> That's where we're going. Just motherfuckers. I'm telling yeah. you, they first they call and ask. Like I call and yeah. I'm on hold for fucking 15 minutes because every single other person's yeah. calling, especially during COVID, dude. Yep. You know. Yeah, and you just, and it's, all it is is like, do you still have uh, Snickle Fritz? <laughs> and they're like, hold on, let me check. And then they run to the back and look. Hey man, are you guys open? What time do you guys close? Always, I call. Yes. I it's are you open? What time do you close? And uh, uh, do you have this? Like, just go buy the weed they have. You know, yeah. sometimes I think they should just have one kind and just you know, <laughs> yeah. Where it's just like this enough. We got weed. Yeah, <laughs> you got me. You like it? You fucking scrum. <laughs> You like weed. You don't care what it is. You're not gonna turn it on. Turn it down. It's just one kind in these times, okay? Okay. Uh, I had to agree to reroute the store through my phone, cell phone. So on top of doing my normal duties eight hours a day, five days a week, I'm answering the phone calls twelve hours a day, yeah. seven days a week. So you're now the phone person. Yeesh. But I'm still clocking a forty-hour-a-week check. I'm not sure if there's anything I can do about it, like, legally, but it's something I've just accepted in order to stay safe. I'm going through on my third month of doing it, though, and it sucks. It is, I mean, one that thing. That is. I, yeah. I mean, we, you know why, this is, this person is learning why weed dealers are so surly. <laughs> you imagine yeah. working at the dispensary, like, just the, the. You can't be rude like a weed dealer, oh, yeah. and then the people that are calling are probably the worst. Just, yeah. I can't imagine that's. Oh, that's got to be the worst fucking shit, dude. And they're, uh, 
you, yeah, because it's the public. Anybody can call. Oh, it's man. not like you have to be cool enough to know a weed dealer to get the number. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's it's probably just people. Hey, can I can I use an out of state ID? Yes, you can use an out of state ID for recreational weed. Thank you. Hang up. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, uh, you guys. Uh, what am I allowed to say over the phone? Like we sell recreational marijuana. You can say whatever you want over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> what am I allowed to say over the phone? It's really funny. I mean, the problem here is they are taking advantage of you. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but once you point out to your boss that they're taking advantage of you, that's going to put a mark on your back. I know. That's they the issue. They think less of you. Yeah. They are. They dislike you now. They consider you not to be a team player. That's all of those things. Yeah, I don't really know what... Because you did get... I mean, look. It's like... It's a be careful what you wish for. It's a monkey's paw, as they call it. It's like that movie uh, Bedeviled. Or be, the movie with Brendan Frazier and um elizabeth hurley Monkey where she's bone? like no she's like a genie she's the devil and she gives him like three <laughs> wishes but they fuck them all up is it called bedeviled that's Bedazzled? a fucking shit be something for- i my computer's not i don't have my computer oh man hold on i'm gonna find I, I, out no i have it i have it hurley frazier devil movie yeah bedazzled um it was called Bedazzled. Bedazzled, yeah. So she gives him these three wishes, and he takes them. He's like, I want to be a fucking professional basketball player. And then I think they like made him ugly or gave him a small dick or something like that. And it's like, ah, shit. You know what I yeah. mean? And uh, uh, you were like, I want to work from home. I don't want to come to this place. I'm compromised. I want to keep my job. So they were like, all right. You know, and then I'm sure now there is also another person who used to answer the phone, who used to take up their time answering the phone, very hesitant to get the phone back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's a matter of like, if you accept it, if you can somehow figure out how to steal more time from work, if you can do more time theft during the day and be like, you know, but the trade-off is I'm going to have to answer a call at nine at night when I started drinking already, you know, and do some customer service. Otherwise, um, I I bet there is a lot of pe- that's pr- like updating the online menu for a dispensary sounds like a job to me similar to being able to do eBay in that you have a very important function in an industry that there is a lot of. So if you're in California... There are probably other dispensaries you can get hired for. So I I honestly, because it's not this isn't going to be like a temporary thing, I would just email them. I would email my boss and say, hey, I'm answering the phone seven days a week. It's really overwhelming me. Can we find someone else to pick up the slack? And I would get the target on my back. I would try to be as nice as possible. Of course, I mean, I'm I'm the I lie as much as possible to my boss that like, I don't, I don't believe a lot in like being strong and brave when it comes to your boss. I feel like ripping them off as much as possible is, is avoiding, avoiding convert. Like it's, it's like not the, 
like your instinct to avoid confrontation really only serves you in like my instinct to avoid confrontation has served me well with bosses a lot of times, you know, because like I did find that like the time they like that. They like somebody that just does their thing. Even if you didn't do it, you didn't do 100% of the job. You did 75% of the job, but they knew that you would never bring stuff to them. You would never complain. You were too afraid to ever say, I deserve more. They well, could rely on you to just, you know, as a cog in the machine. I've told you the story about how when I when I was at the cable company, within by year two, I was a lead. And I, it, I really feel like it's because before, at that point, I was so happy to be there, guy. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like I, I finally got this job at this place that I always wanted, and I was like really happy to be there, guy. And I didn't confront them about anything. I like, as a matter of fact, I don't know if I've ever said this before, but the guys I knew that worked there were making $10 an hour to start. They asked for $10 an hour on their application, and I asked for $9.50 an hour because I was like, well, you know. Wouldn't it be a little bit more likable? <laughs> and I, I got $9.50, too. They were like, all right, you're hired, $9.50. Yeah. You know what I mean? They didn't tell me, like, no, the other people that got hired were <laughs> like making 10 They were just like, fine, you're in, man. Why don't I go talk you up, you know? Whoever hired you probably got a month of your $0.50 cents an hour bonus. Yeah, so, like, I got in there, and I avoided confrontation the whole time. It was just like, I do not want... To get in, if I get in trouble, and there was like a really unfair situation that happened with me. Actually, I hadn't been trained at all, and there wasn't a full training class, so they couldn't get me through training because they weren't going to have the trainer just train one guy, yeah. right? And they they had only hired me, and they needed to hire four more guys, and they go through a whole thing. So I'm there for like over a month, and they can't train me. And they're like, you know what? Fuck it. We'll just give you a truck, and you can go out and do disconnects because. You've seen how to do it. It's a pretty easy job. And uh, I failed quality control checks while I was doing disconnects before training at all, before orientation, before any of that shit. I was doing them because, like, they didn't have anything. They didn't want me riding with guys anymore or something like that. I don't even know what really happened. They just wanted to get work out of me. Yeah. And uh, I got called into the office and they said, you know, you failed a few QC, so we're going to have to place you on another fucking 90 days of probation. So they extended my probationary period at the job for fucking up when they didn't even teach me how to do anything. And I was just like, fair enough, sir. That's fair. You know what I mean? And like, I just never. But then after about two and a half, three years, like I had gotten so jaded about the whole thing. And I was just like so miserable and in my everyday life and and with just like the job i just that was when i i guess three four years in decided i just didn't even i I don't like this job i'm not having fun i would do anything to have a different job and that's when i started just fucking being confrontational as hell yelling in meetings fucking fighting being the guy in the meeting that will raise his hand and extend the meeting another half hour yeah and that was when like i started getting written up and that's when i started getting in a lot more trouble and i think that was when they weren't sorry to see me go after that it was like i couldn't get shit out of them you know because it was like they have all the power in the situation in a way where you're like you know, give me a day. Like, they gave me all the days off I asked for because I think they saw that as, you know, it'd be more trouble than it's worth yeah. to turn me down. But anything else I asked for, 
They're yeah. just like, hell no. Nope. Nope. You know, nope. <laughs> well, you know, we could hammer this point more. It's something that I feel like we could even, we haven't even thoroughly dealt, dived into. Uh, but I think that's what this comes down to is just that point when you're at a job, when you're like, realize you're not going to be there. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. There's a point when your job where you're like, yeah, this is what I do. You go, you're on patios. You're like, yeah, that's my job, man. Every day I'm not, I'm the weed menu guy. I, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of a pain in the ass, but I enjoy it. And then it becomes this thing where you're like, I'm about to question my boss's decision, which means yeah. you're now saying, I don't care if I have this job anymore. Well, you're wading like, into those waters. You are I wading think, into in a that way. Realm. Like, I, I think it's unintentional and everything. It's not but every it's like, one of them, but. But, but a lot of, I think that like, if I, if I had to think about the bosses I've had in my life, uh, asking for less work was a total like, you're on the shit list. Yeah, it just there was. We don't need you anymore. There's no tactful way to do it, and they're going to, they're not going to do anything about, it, and they're going to treat you worse after you do it too. You know, and like it's unfair the amount of work that Champagne Pocky is doing. It's like unfair, totally. He shouldn't. They shouldn't have no. to do the kind of work that they're doing. But like the boss, when you go to the boss, you know the boss thinks you. You dedicate your life to this thing. This weed dispensary is your job and your dedication should be to, you know, your family and then this place. These are the two places you give your dedication to. And the boss also thinks of it like, you know, I have a problem to fix. The phones need to be answered. This person is answering the phones for me. Now that's no longer a problem. So they're on coast. They're not giving a second thought. They know the phones are being answered. Man. So as soon as you come back to them, then they have to solve a problem. Then they just think about how much they dislike you for giving a problem. To yeah. Them. I mean, but this really at, is. But at the same time, I don't think you have a special circumstance that's worthy of shit getting shit on. I think that you can find a million dispensaries that need an online uh, person to do that type of work. Yeah. And I, I, I am also, I also, I mean, like, this is where we stress. I mean, I want to stress, like, how I'm, this is where organizing like pays off for this is why like collective organizing and and collective bargaining is so fucking important this is one of those one of those reasons where it's like this is why unions are important because this is not fair this should have never fallen on you this shouldn't be your responsibility and uh, you know you should you you you've done so much extra work that you deserve to be commended for mm-hmm. but you won't be like like the the culture of work and the environments that we're in like yeah you don't have any protection from saying hey i'm being asked to do too much yeah yeah and again like and it, i i don't do we know any management in our life like in our personal life do we have any friends that are managers i would love to ask them that question i would love to ask them how you deal i would love to talk to a manager and ask them what their impression would be of this situation because honestly and this is just from my brain managers see things in a like a really black and white way and what they won't see this as it's unfair you've been asked to do this extra work a lot of them will see it as you're being, you're not, they're going to see it as you can't handle your job or the job that you've been given. Yeah. 
And that makes you, we'll find somebody that can. And that, I mean, that's it. That might be like my negative way of thinking, but that also is like how every manager I've ever had has reacted to any pushback on workflow or amount of work that I was supposed to have, you know? Right. They want somebody, they want people that do not complain ever. That's a, that's the ideal candidate. And it's, uh, while why punk rock music exists it's it's why people rebel against the system it's why street fight is here um but i would i mean you know for me if it was my personal decision it was my job and and don't i mean like i'm a total failure at the job market a hundred percent i would probably confront the boss i would probably say like look this is the hours i'm working and this is this is what this is what's going on uh and it's more than I feel like it's more than I should be asked to. I I don't know how I would phrase it. Like I'm trying to think of how to sprinkle sugar on this, on letting yeah, I, the boss know I would how just, it is. Yeah, you know? I mean, I would just yeah, I mean, I would just bring up that you're answering calls on your day off, which should appeal to most people. And I don't think you should feel defeated about it. I don't think that every manager is wrong, and I think that you can appeal to. I think you can uh, you can appeal to somebody's somebody. Because a lot of times, like I said, they're like, the phones have to be handled. Okay, they're handled. I don't want to think about it. I have yeah. other stuff to do. But if you say, hey, I'm willing to do eight hours of answering the phone, but these times have to be covered, maybe they will just find somebody else to cover the phones and uh -huh. get it over with. That's certainly mm -hmm. a possibility. But the old, it's kind of like... Um, the only way to to not get pregnant is not have sex. Like yeah. the only way to not get fired is to never go against what your boss says ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and even I, then you're still not safe. Yeah. I mean, I would defend myself. I, I think that if it I were me, it I would bring it up and say, you know, I feel like Just I'm being out. asked to do more. Yeah. And then I, you know, my guess is the answer will be, well, we're all being asked to do more in these trying times, but you tried you should. and you let your shit be known and uh lay it out just that way they have to acknowledge it and know it they have to go they have to work their shift every day and think about how you worked a 12-hour day on a saturday answering the phone god know? i wish you could I, that's if you could just file a union grievance you know what i mean that's I the know. shittiest that's that when we were we don't have any of that stuff traveling with alexander who works for uh ups and when he was talking about the grievance system that still was like that's i'm gonna stick with me forever i know because he said he, got, he files like he gets checks and he donates the money like he donates like last he donates the money to like essential workers or to like some sort of anti-cop campaign but if whenever he can catch management breaking the rules the ups has to pay him money <laughs> yeah if he get if he gets asked to do too much he gets a check. Yeah, yeah, and he and he takes advantage of the grievance process like in a way that I've never heard of somebody doing, and I think it, I I commend him, and I think that's impressive too. But I would he go just, for it. You should go for it. I don't know how much you're making, uh, but I do feel like I would go for it in this case. I would find. I mean, once again, you have to be a snake about it. You got to be soft. You got to say that they're like your your one and only chosen god and. You're so thankful for everything that they do for you. But just say, you know, that you're having trouble doing it. Just say, I'm having trouble keeping up with all of this. And when I sit down and look at the numbers, I realize I've been working seven days a week. You know? Yeah, and I don't really think they're going to fire you for it. No. I think, I even think that, like, if you, if there is an adverse reaction, you might be on the shit list for a few weeks. Right. But 
I mean, you know, part of working in America is being on the shit list. You shouldn't be afraid to be on the shit list. Because, <laughs> like, I was just, you're just going to be there sometimes. That's the way it is. Right. I mean, that's the thing, too, throughout my working life. Like, there's times when I've been on the shit list because I plan to be there. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to get all the occurrences. And then you actually do mess up and you get fired. Yeah. But if you're actually in good terms and you can negotiate a way onto the shit list... Without something taking you out <laughs> of work, I mean, you know, you can make it back off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I spent like a lot of times on the shit list and didn't get fired. It's just you're just you're just the bottom guy. You know, they they don't like you. So yeah. Well, uh, that is the show. Good luck, Champagne Pocky. I hope it works out for you. Thank you for listening to Street Fight Radio. We will be back on Sunday. We'll take your calls. We want to hear from you. Hopefully the internet works. Uh, we had a bad storm last Sunday, so everything shut down. Uh, we were, we'll, we'll work on getting everybody in. If you called in last week when it shut down, I have a list of all of your phone numbers. I wrote down your area codes and everything. So if you call in, I will move you to the front of the list. Um, I apologize for that. I'll even send you some stickers if you email me. Yeah, we're very sorry about I feel bad about hanging up on 10 people. Like yeah, that, that was a lot of people. That just... Uh, you can find us on social media. I'm on Instagram, at StreetFightWCRS. He's on Twitter, at MurderBrian. We are Street Fight Radio. We'll see you Sunday. Peace. give to so many who don't give back why do i feel for so many people who don't feel back was it my destiny or design to be so many people's spine but with my back against the wall why nobody got mine ain't no room for crime when the sun a hundred degrees gotta preserve all your moisture when you deserted up in these streets niggas is thirsty as we speak all they wanna do is creep and take everything from underneath your feet because you weak nigga this ain't dawson's creek this luke the king of malcolm x avenue a place where all the gang bangers is passing through when niggas lost their life because his flag was blue lost his head flag was red big homies up in the feds writing kites cooking spreads sister worker shift behind the walls she giving niggas head she supposed to be a ceo but she greener than a frog's leg so what you think she gon' do when she guarding around them dogs then hop up off that lily pad and sneak in smokes and contraband cell phones couple extra batteries wrapped in rubber bands be surprised what that bitch will do for her brother man let her get found in the warden gonna be coming in so keep it boo that green dot finna land for my uncle now niggas smoke that tonche and i ain't never gonna be the same get back to the world and try to take a shower in the rain nigga lost his whole brain hanging from a fucking strain the david then got shot now that nigga walking with a cane he used to be the man in the hood now he little zane it's funny how they treat him strange the table change up in this game all these drugs for all this pain buy new things to hide my shame buy new diamonds to search for fame i wish my car was a plane to fly away
Codeine fountains in my hideaway Burn all my outs in the fireplace I wish that all my outs would die today What more can I say?